And we are back for another par train. This is your host, Evan Singer. Stratton and Serm couldn't make this one, so it's just yours truly. You're back for the par train, which for you new folks, it's when you get in the flow and everything seems easy, right? The show where we make you laugh with PJ Tour comedy, but we also help you learn by interviewing people who make the impossible look easy. This interview is no different, okay? This is one that everyone can learn, relate to. You don't have to be a golfer to enjoy it. You got an Instagram? All right, you can probably empathize then. This guy is arguably the funniest man in golf, and no one even knows his name. And to protect that identity, we disguised his voice. This is the man that started the PGA Memes account on Instagram. And if you're not currently following it, you probably should wake up and do it right now, at PGA Memes. This guy went from someone just like you and me and is now fast approaching 200,000 followers. So whether you're trying to grow your own Instagram account, your business, your music, your golf game, you can learn a lot from this, okay? We talk everything from multiple PGA Tour pros sliding into those DMs, not too happy about his content, his secret to making a good meme slash making people laugh, how he grew his following from nothing to maybe the most entertaining golf count on the gram, pro tips and process. We even deconstruct one of his funniest memes to give you a look inside and much, much more. So with that, why don't we just get you right into it? It's time for a ride unlike any other. This is a big honor because, because nobody knows who he is. But we got him for you, folks. We got the guy behind what I think is the funniest golf page on Instagram. PJ Memes. What's up, my man? Dude, just, just living the dream, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So before we get into it, I just got to know, like, I can kind of feel the vibe through the mic right now. You're kind of an influencer now. Like, how, <laughs> how's that life changed? What's life like as a true influencer? Man, I don't know. It's just uh, things have kind of just uh, snowballed out of control a little bit. I think that there was a little bit of a gleam there in the golf world and the, in the social media platform that. I just saw it took advantage of, and it's just fun to see how the following has just continued to grow and kind of bring a different angle to the industry. It's been fun. Do you feel like your influence is being felt? Uh, sometimes, yes. <laughs> Negatively and positively. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever top the egg? I'm a big fan of the egg, man. How inspiring is that? Just to come out there at the gate and just shut down the Kardashians. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't think it'll quite top that. I mean, I think there's some popular posts that I've done in my day, but the egg is uh, its quite the accomplishment to beat. Let's just say that. I got a couple buddies that are big fans of the page, and these guys aren't even that big into golf, so that's, that's a testament to you. Um, but I asked them, I gave them an opportunity to ask one or two questions. My roommate wanted to know, how often are you getting those people slide into those DMs and give us your best slide into the DM story? You know, let's just put it this way. Uh, not getting many like you would think. I'm getting a lot of just people trying to be funny who are just not funny at all. <laughs> so, you know, and I appreciate all the inspiration and people who are trying to share, you know, the jokes and, and all that stuff. Because some of it has helped, but some of it has been, uh, been interesting. So, yeah, that's pretty much what the extent of it is. I would say, though, if I'm going to give you an example of the best sliding into my DMs was probably from yours truly, uh, Smiley Kaufman. Um, oh. He wasn't too happy about a couple of my posts. Um, 
Which, listen, I think that anything and everything I've done for the most part has just been fair game. When you're a pro athlete and you're on that that level, that stage, you know whether you're performing great and you get the kudos and the accolades, great. If you're performing bad, you might come with some uh, some turmoil, turmoil after the fact. And so, you know, I had one post, though, where I found a picture where I think he was reading his vows or she was reading vows to, uh, to smile at their wedding and used it as an opportunity to you know, pretend like she was raising a scorecard and just said these were rookie numbers, you need to pump it up. And I, mm-hmm. you know, thought it was funny myself. I was laughing when I made it. You know, I was going through a hard time, and that was that's what really triggered him. And so just went back and forth. And that, I, I did issue kind of a public apology to him just because, you know, I felt bad for stepping on the guy's throat while he was down and stuff. But, you know, moving forward, just kind of keep it on the same level playing field and just go from there. Can you disclose exactly what he said? I mean, you can imagine he wasn't too happy, <laughs> you know. So, hey, listen, the thing about him is he's a good dude. Uh, he's, he's a fun guy. And you can tell, obviously, the popular guys on tour hang with him and stuff. So it's nothing personal there, and the guy's just had a bad run. I I expect him to probably come back and maybe win a tournament or two here in the next year or two. But it's just, you know, he wasn't too happy. Let's just leave it at that. Well, fun fact, I don't want to name drop, but last year, almost a year ago, uh, in a couple months, uh, Malvin Golf had an event with him, and they were doing in LA for the the week of the Genesis Open at Riviera, and they did a close to the pin challenge, and Smiley went first, and I went second, and I stuck it to like three feet, and he stuck it to like eight feet, and I ended up winning the close oh, to the pin man. challenge. So technically, I beat Smiley Kaufman in a close to the pin challenge. Um, there you go. That's I didn't even know that that wasn't even that good of a feat considering the year that was ahead for him. So that kind of gives you, yeah. that gives you the idea of how bad he was struggling if I could beat him in uh, close to the pin challenge. So. I don't know, man. It's hard to beat three feet. So I think, uh, <laughs> you know, give the guy some credit there. It's an awesome story. Though. Has anybody else uh, slid into your DMs upset about a post? I don't know. You can get the sense, though, when it really triggers some people. You know, I... I've gone to a private page here recently for several reasons, and you can tell like who's requesting to follow you. And like, you know, there's a lot of pros that follow me today now, but there's some that don't. And those who don't, you can tell when their like wife follows you, or, like people close to them and stuff. And so you can tell when things get triggered and stuff. But it, there hasn't been anyone that's verbally been really upset. I guess Lee Westwood was pretty pissed on one of the posts I did in the past, and. Uh, he just went straight from my throat on the comments, but it was actually funny because that kind of stuff, these guys got to realize that that's just going to help fuel the, the fire. You know, like, yeah. I don't care. Like, obviously these guys could waste me on the golf course any day of the week, but it's just kind of fun to poke fun at some of these things. And I had a post where Lee Westwood was playing casual round of golf or something with Luke Donald. And I photoshopped Tiger Woods peeking above the bunker. And I said, well, look, 14 major championships in one picture. You know, because it's probably yeah, a sensitive subject for, for Lee and Luke that they haven't won a major, but both have held, you know, the world number one ranking. And so, you know, obviously the, pay, the, the post blew up and everyone thought it was really funny. And, you know, it's uh, a low blow, if you could put it that way. And so he got on there and said that, you know, all this roles reverse. You're just some fat bloke that lives in your mom's basement with a tiny penis, and, da, 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 da. and I'm just like, oh my god, like, thank you, this is the best material. Ever. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, what I do with that is then I just quickly thought of like four or five other posts where I could just kind of 
poke fun at Lee Westwood. But you got people like, you know, Michelle Wee where she had a ridiculous putting stance, uh, you know, the tabletop, it was just funny and you know, it was very it went viral obviously when she was doing it, but I posted a picture of a giraffe bending over drinking water out of a pond and, you know, said live look at Michelle Potting and you know, she took it and just laughed and, you know, started following me and I uh, tagged some friends and you could just see all the followers just kind of respond to that positively and, you know, say how great she was that she took this with stride and she was so great and you know, it's like I mean it was funny posts but just goes to show if you can't kind of laugh it off to make fun of yourself, then you're just going to create more problems for yourself and right. you're going to be more of a target on social media. And that's what you saw with Smiley a little bit. That's what you saw with Patrick. That's what you continue to see with Patrick Reed and, and so forth. So I'm trying to do my best of not just really attacking people for no reason. I mean, I, I, I have some things, you know, that either myself or people been in or around with like Patrick Reed, right? Just know he's just genuinely a prick. And, you know, so I don't have any problem posting anything about that guy, but other people, it's just, I know Smiley's a good dude. I know Lee's a great dude. So I just, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. How often do you not post something that you thought of because you think it's too far? Um, there's only been really a couple times, Okay. you know? Yeah. And I, and there's been a couple times I pulled the trigger and just did it. And, it actually wasn't as bad as I thought, you know, or it was really popular. Um, you know, and there's been some things where I've probably taken my humor a little too far that I wouldn't publicly post, but I just pushed myself to do it. But that's kind of one thing that's cool about the pages. You know, there's a lot of pages that just repost stuff in the golf world. And, you know, I, I just feel like original content is key. And, you know, I've always been a big fan of meme pages. Like you could sit there and be on the grind all day long and, have a really shitty day or something and then you just kind of pop up a meme page and you know they can be the stupidest crappiest looking post but what it says just relates to you and you laugh and tag or share with a bunch of friends and kind of gives you that little bit of an escape and so i just kind of saw that void in the golf world i was like you know i've got enough creativity and, and you know know it's all about the golf world to where i think there could be an opportunity to do something here um but do it with original content and that's just why it's grown so much you know and, Fortunately, there are those repost pages because a lot of my stuff just gets reposted and just lets the page continue to grow and go from there, you know? For sure. And I, I was actually surprised that there was backlash for um, Balionis and Paulina. <laughs> that one, I didn't think that one was that bad, honestly. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, you know, it's, what's funny, I don't know where that was directed, though, because I put... I posted that, you know, right away, and then, like, Barstool posted something that was kind of similar. You know, mm-hmm. the guys at Foreplay Pod, like, yeah. they love to post similar stuff and give absolutely no credit to people. But, um, you know, Barstool's great, and obviously has a great reach and stuff. And so I don't know where it was really directed, but she's another person who, you know, took it with stride, though. Like, you know, she's been really cool. She started following our page, and there's some interaction there with, with her and some of the other girls and stuff. So it was really funny to see that and just get that level of attention from that post. But give me a break though. That, that Paulina Gretzky, you know, picture of her in the background, that was just like, when I saw that, I was like, wow, there's just some things that are just made the meme. And that was one of them. You know? yeah. So how do you, how do you watch golf? Like, are you with your buddies and you, you bounce ideas off each other for potential meme? You know, I, I don't, I really, I don't watch a ton of golf at, at home. You know, I'll follow it on my computer or my phone when I'm kind of on a business trip or I'm at, at my office or whatnot. Um, 
you know, I golf a lot with my buddies. We have a, a small group of buddies that we, we go on golf trips annually. We go to Bandon usually every year. And mm. we got to go to Ireland a, a few years ago for one of a big birthday. One of my buddies was celebrating and stuff. And so we just had that funny camaraderie with each other. We joke about just how bad we suck and just, you know, the average things that golfers, you know, struggle with. And so a lot of that banter and humor lives, you know, with, within me with that, but just with my, my small group of friends. I mean, just, you know, following what I follow just, you know, on TV and through social media and through just a few other big golf accounts, just get the inspiration to come up some of these other posts and just go from there. Yeah. So this is a deep one. How do you balance speed versus quality? Because I feel like everybody out there wants to create an account that gets a lot of followers, right? And a lot of times you uh-huh. feel like you got to put something out first anytime there's a, a current event or news. But you also probably want to make sure it's the best possible content. So how do you balance those two sure. things? No, that's a good question. I mean, you know, so I'm for in my in my real life, if you will, like I'm I'm really deep into like business development, sales and marketing. And so for me I know the importance of quality. That's always gonna be, you know, the most important thing is what you're putting out there, is what's gonna be seen and it's gonna be remain to be seen. So you just gotta make sure that you're putting out you know, quality work. And so it's important to kind of think ahead and do a content calendar for the most part, because there's going to be some place placeholders on any page where you just want to get a post app to your post app. Cause you know that part of getting good engagement impressions and, and following is that you gotta be continuing to be, you gotta continue to be active. And so there's going to be your general golf joke. That's just a ha ha. Like that's funny. It relates to me. And then there's going to be the post that maybe took a little bit more time. It was thoughtful of, you know, digging at a pro player or, you know, has a little bit more editing that needs to be done. And so you just got to you gotta have a lineup of things queued up and just be smart about how you're going to um, be posting it out. I mean, I would tell you that the only times where there's really just a spur of the moment post is, you know, when Tiger just had his comeback this year, it was just incredible because you saw the golf world just come back and the Tiger effect was just it remains, you know, the way it was 10 years ago or even more. And so there was a lot of things that was like, all right, that was where I was making some stuff kind of on the fly. And then just, you know, major championships. Like, I, I, I felt like I really took off with the page around the Masters when Patrick won. And, you know, everyone was probably rooting for rookie, uh, Ricky and, you know, others to come back and win. And, you know, so it was just like, Content was just flowing through my head to to create stuff, just kind of digging at at Reed for winning, even though it was probably the greatest accomplishment he's ever had in his life. It was just like, how could I post things about the displeasure and disappointment that everyone else in the world is feeling, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that was, you know, you see that because you're also just like, well, good for him. And obviously I've rooted for Patrick and the Ryder Cups and stuff. And, you know, so you're, you're, you're happy for him at the same time you're like, Damn, I want Ricky to win that first major, and if freaking Reed didn't hit the flag stick on seventeen, Ricky probably won. You know, and right. so yeah, you gotta you gotta be smart about how you're thinking ahead to the post because I see there's a lot of people who just throw shit up, and you know that's when I just don't like unfollow people because it's like, all right, this is just getting too much. It's sloppy. It's not even that funny, and just go from there. So speaking of Reed, I want to embrace debate for a second. I want to talk it through. Patrick Reed versus Ian Poulter. Who's more unlikable and why? I just want you to think out loud. Well, to me, it's actually pretty easy. It's, it's Reed. Mm. I, I, Ian Poulter, you know, I don't 
actually have anything against the, the guy, really. I mean, he's he's just uh, it's the competitive nature, you know, with the the Ryder Cups and so forth. I, uh, you know, that's a fun week. I've been to a couple Ryder Cups. It's unbelievable environment, and that guy is just amazing in the Ryder Cups. And so you just want to hate him, right? But you kind of are also like, yeah, I'm shooting on our team because he just brings that passion and that fire. You know, and so I think I feel like that competitiveness there and just the way he is um, with things just kind of makes, if you're rooting against him, makes you kind of want to hate him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when you look at him, it's just, he, he lives a fun lifestyle. Um, I like that he's engaged and active on social media. I think that's really cool. Uh, you can tell he's a really good family guy. Um, so there's a lot to like with the guy. He's just kind of easy to poke fun, fun at. You know, but with Reed, it's, you know, I had a, an interaction with him Personally, he would never know because he doesn't know who I am, but I had a little interaction with him in the past at an event, and he was a total prick. Um, I've had other friends just as recent as the U.S. Open this last year that were there. One was caddying for a friend, and they had an interaction with him on the putting green a couple of times, and he was a total prick. And then, then everything else you hear that everyone else hears in the media, it's just like, come on, dude. You know, so I just he needs to probably bear down and hire a good public relations company to really work on his image because he's obviously got a, a great golf game and a long career out of him, but he's just doing a terrible job making himself public enemy number one, you know? Yeah, well, I'm going to need to send you a link after we get off this, but I wrote an article last year, um, a letter from Patrick Riggs' publicist, How to Make More People Like You. So okay, I'll have to send that to you. But it sounds like you and I are on the same page then maybe i look forward to reading it yeah i'll I'll shoot it your way um so give people an idea you don't do this full time so give people an idea of what else you do for a living why i think you kind of already said why you started the account you kind of how you balance the two yeah so it's i mean definitely busy uh, balancing a lot of things but have a career um you know i'm an executive doing business development um sales and marketing um, been in the same industry for 15 plus years, and so I'm successful at what I do, travel after work, and that's what really got me into the golf world. Is I used to be a college baseball player, and when I started golfing for for business and work, um, just with clients, I was absolutely terrible, and I'm really competitive, and so I kind of just really got into it. So a lot of self talk, a couple lessons, um, played with a lot of people who were just a lot better than me, and learned as I went. And, Got down to like a seven, eight handicap. I'm um, definitely not playing to it at this point, but um, got a lot better at golf. And through that, though, what I realized is it's a real stuffy sport. And it's, you know, I get the whole gentleman aspect of things, but it's really stuffy. But there's a lot of fun and humor, I think, in it. But you don't have to go too far and be reckless and like run people over with golf carts and chicks. I think that's stupid. But um, so it's also there's a lot of fun and humor and you know you can do stuff and have that outlet and social media to kind of bring that to the game and i think a lot of people are doing it today which is great um where i started kind of in that was about three or four years ago i launched a company called hiss a lot with uh fake rattlesnakes yeah and that was just fun because it's like man everyone is afraid of snakes one way or the other even if you're a captain tough guy and you're not afraid of snakes if you plant one in arizona right behind the wheel of the golf cart and you stumble across it, you're still going to lose your shit a little bit because no one wants to get that tire rattlesnake, right? And so 
So it was just fun. And so we started doing them and, and got more and more videos. And I got convinced from a friend to um, create a page and start sharing the videos because they were so great. And it just blew up real quick. And, you know, not a lot of people in the golf world, I'm talking like pros, really adopted to it. It was really more like NFL players and NBA players that who also kind of take the game more serious, obviously. And started getting the product and posting videos. And, you know, we got Brock Osweiler and Sean Payton, uh, my buddy Brian Cooper, who's just uh, got on the tour, uh, the PGA uh, uh senior tour um this last year he got those guys up in phoenix and the videos just went completely viral which is really cool and fun and you know i had to you know no longer had to get all these videos myself because everyone was buying the snakes and posting and sharing those on videos and stuff so it was just kind of bringing fun to the game and and humor and then that's where i kind of just got inspiration for this page like i mentioned earlier so i just felt like there was an opportunity there to kind of create some original content and be different at a level of, you know, being savage to, to some extent, but also kind of poking fun at all the things that we as amateurs struggle with in golf. What post made you realize that you started to get that traction? Was it the Patrick Reed over the Masters? Yeah, I mean, that was probably the first one that was like, it went nuts. You know, I didn't have that many followers at that point. I think I, I, think I had gotten to like 10,000 followers that post went just nuts and had tons of comments and was getting shared all over the place. But it was, that was kind of when I was like, all right, people like are really gravitated towards this page and they're looking for me to, to, to generate new content that's edgy, but fun, you know? And so I just, you know, and then the next major happened and the next major happened and just continued to grow. And, you know, it's pretty crazy to see, you know, the page is growing pretty quickly. I think we've, you know, gotten 40,000 new followers just in the last 30 days. Wow. And it's just, uh, you know, it's fun to it's fun to see that and be a part of, for sure. And who is your first big follower? Graham McDowell. In terms of on the, on the, on the PGA Tour, you know, professional golfer, you know, Graham McDowell is one of the OGs. He, he started following at a very early stage and was always active on the account and stuff. And, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to see him uh, pop up. And, you know, we've got a lot of other golfers along the way and, and famous people, you know, since then, but he was, he's probably the OG. Got it. So in addition to just the funny stories and hearing about how this all started, I think it's helpful for people to hear. Um, cause everybody wants to know like little tips and tricks that can help them grow whatever they're trying to grow. Right. So talk us through your cadence for a second. Do you have a certain amount of posts that you have to do every day? Like, what's, what's your process there? Yeah, so, I mean, it just kind of depends on what type of an account you are, right? I mean, like, I'm good friends with uh, Coach Rusty and Hole in One Trick Shots, and those guys, they can't post three trick shots a day. One, that's just a lot of content for them because they're not only performing ridiculously impossible trick shots, but they're going back to the shop and editing and doing all these things, right? So, right. You know, for them, they might be doing one post a week, but sprinkle in a couple of other, you know, posts that are more like not strict shot related during the week just to keep their followers engaged and stuff. But, you know, for me on a meme page or just like a, a satire page, you, you know, want to probably post at least three times a day and you want to be able to have different, you know, target 
targets your audience what you're trying to do. Kind of like I mentioned before, like I always have one that's kind of general, haha, like we all relate to this, and one that's you know pertains to a specific player, and you find maybe your wild card post during the day that you you know something that's going on that's relative to now, but. You know, you want to be consistent, but you don't want to overbear your followers. You don't want to be the person who has, you know, 75, you know, 100 stories in your stories. And, you know, you people just swipe out of that. And right. You don't want to, you don't want to have people follow you and then have their page be lit up with 10 posts that are just, you know, not funny and just overkill, right? So I know it's exciting to post and you want to grow and you get eager. But it's really about discipline and quality. And so if you can limit yourself to just a couple posts a day and make sure the quality's there, that's what's really going to help. And you know what I've found? I do less of it today because it's just, it's just kind of snowballed at this point. But being just engaged with the community, you know, follow other accounts, uh, not just for them to follow you back, but follow accounts and comment on their posts and be, be engaged, like. I mean, it's just just like real life, you know, if you talk to people and like, and you're nice to people, they're going to talk to you and they're going to be nice to you back. And it's the same thing with Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Speaking of your process then, do you start with like, do you aggregate a bunch of funny photos and then try and tie it in with golf? Do you wait until you have a funny idea and then you try and find something to specifically address that? Or how do, what's your concepting process like? Um, yeah, I mean, if you went through my camera roll right now, I've got some interesting pictures in there of golf people and just, you know, stuff that gets sent to me that I'll save. And, you know, I, I don't think I have, you know, the reason or ability to apply it to something quite yet, but I'll save it for later. Um, or I'll just even go back through even other posts that I've done and, you know, change it up a little bit to something that, you know, is similar topic or relates, but it's, it's new material. And so I, I have it lined up, and you're on Instagram. You're allowed to, you know, pretty much get all the way to the end of the post and just uh, then save it for later. And so, I usually have about, you know, twenty to twenty-five things lined up that I'm ready to go. So, if, you know, if I get really busy or sidetracked with something that's going on outside of the world of social media, you know, I'm ready to go with just a click of a button to post three or four posts that day without even having to put one single thought into content or you know, interacting to people. So it's always best to kind of think ahead. And it doesn't take that long. People, you know, think, oh, it must be forever and just really time-consuming, but it's it's really not. If you focus in on it for a half hour at a time, you can really take care of the next few days ahead of you and just knock it out. Yeah, so the one thing I've noticed from doing the PAR train page is a lot of times I think something I've created is absolutely hysterical and it doesn't do anything. And then I post something that seems so predictable and average, and it blows up. How often does that happen to you? More than you think. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's been a couple that um, I'm just like, I can't post that. That's not PG. It means quality. People are gonna, you know, people think I'm, you know, not funny anymore. I'm a sell out of this or whatever. You know, and I I post it, and it's just like nuts. You know, I get like 800 comments on there, and you know, when you're not private, you can see how many times it's shared and, you know, you can see it's shared like 15,000 times. You're like, holy cow, this is, I didn't put any thought into this. I don't even think it's that funny myself, but obviously it just really resonated with the followers. And then there's been a couple where I've, like, as I make it and I'm like looking at my chops, like, this is the funniest thing I've ever put together. 
man, I'm so creative. This is awesome. And then it's like, I'll say it's really a dud, but it doesn't perform that great. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, yeah. maybe it was the timing was off. I'm not sure. You know, post I was most proud of that didn't perform that great was when Michelle Wee and Amanda and uh, Ashley Mayo and oh, all yeah. guys went down to uh, the Bahamas or wherever they were and they had the meetup and I did that look back meme where Michelle was walking with her swimsuit on and all the spring break guys were, were looking at her on the other end and uh, Ricky had the uh, Bushnell rangefinder. I mean, dude, I was <laughs> laughing as I was making that. And, you know, all the all the girls on that trip appreciated it and they loved it. They were dying, um, which was cool. And that, that was in itself, you know, enough for me to to enjoy it. But I just thought that was going to blow up and it, it really didn't. I was just like, what the heck's going on? So sometimes you think you know, but you just never go. Yeah, what I've kind of equated it to is like most people, it because of how fast you're flipping through everything on your phone all the time, it needs to be an immediate get. Right, like the picture needs to be simple and hilarious, and the caption needs to be super simple. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. I realize I t- I try and create like a second layer of humor, which then requires another second of understanding, which probably leads to it not getting as much engagement. No, I think there's some truth to that. It's it's just tough. I mean, Instagram makes their algorithm confusing and difficult sometimes, and they constantly change it, and then it's just the time of day, and then. You know, like, I'm not sure all the followers that I have follow all those girls, you know, or most of those girls to see that they were out there living it up and having time in their life. So, you know, when they first saw it, they might not have been like, oh, yeah, I know what's going on. That's hilarious. They might have, they might just be like, okay, what's that even have to do with anything? You know, they learn more about it over the next few days as more people start posting that. So it's, you know, timing is everything. So sometimes you can be too good and too quick, you know, Mm -hmm. and you just got to play it out all right. So, how much time do you spend on Instagram now? Um, you know, a few hours a day. I, you know, it sprinkles down. You, you got to try to have a good life balance of what you do outside of work and what you're doing. You know, at work, if you've got a real job, you just can't be glued to your phone and constantly on there. So, you just be disciplined and, and uh, so forth. So, I try my best not to be on there nonstop, but it's tough. It's got to be easy, though, for you to get sucked in. Because you're posting something that comes from your brain and then thousands of people are telling you how great it is. I mean, that it's got to be easy to like just jump in there and, and look at all of it all the time. Yeah, I would say when it first started blowing up, you're right, that was the toughest part because you, you like that gratification of, wow, okay, maybe I am creative and it's funny and, you know, it's 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 cool to see stuff like that take off or get viral. Um, I don't want to say I've gotten numb to it because I haven't, but it's you just got to be disciplined because there's other things that you, know, you need to do sometimes in your life and, that you can get distracted from and they can suffer. And so you just got to make sure that, you know, you balance it out the right way and, and go from there. So I've kind of feel like I've got a better healthy balance with that. And, that. and I learned a lot of that through this a lot. I mean, this one never caught the legs quite as this has, but there were times it got viral and, you know, you get too engaged with what you're doing. So, and I've also learned too, like you can step away from some things sometimes too. Your mind, in terms of creativity and what you're doing, can be more free and open to new things. So if you're glued to stuff too much, then I don't know. You kind of get into that copycat mentality, which I think a lot of other people are doing, and you start sharing other people's content. Yeah. What is your uh, your creative process to come up with different 
new stuff? Do you think of it in a certain way? Do you kind of let the pictures guide things or what, what's your process like other people could, uh, could learn from? Well, I mean, yeah, pictures worth what they say, like a million words or a thousand words. I don't know if the saying is specifically, but yeah, there's a lot of pictures where you can mean it in a hundred different ways. Right. right. And so there's that, but I don't know. I mean, I get a ton of inspiration. Like, so that's the thing is I say original content. I mean, doesn't necessarily mean I don't get inspired by other people's pages. I mean, I do follow a lot of other big meme pages or comedy pages that have nothing to do with golf at all. And at least just with my level of creativity, when I'm going through that and I see the humor in the joke, I just find ways to relate that into my life. And I think we all do that with, with meme pages today. I mean, I think like, you know, the fat Jew and some of these other monster pages have kind of dried out over the last year or two. Um, they're not as maybe creative as they were, but there's a lot of these other pages that are about my size or a little bigger that are like that, that, you know, have a ton of humor and things that relate to your life. And I think when we share those memes to our friends and DMs or we, we tag them in it, like, obviously, we do it for a reason because those things that we do in our daily life. And so I, when I go through there, I think just the one thing I do is, you know, I'm in the golf industry with this. And so I try to always apply that type of humor to golf and how that could fit. And I usually get like three or four ideas from some of that stuff. And, you know, I'll make some content and then I'll realize that's, that's not good enough. We'll throw that out. Maybe change it a little bit here or there and, you know, just go from there. But that's where a lot of it comes from is just getting inspired by just kind of other people and what they're doing in other industries, other sports leagues, or even just general comedy, you know? So a few more, um, and then I'll get you out of here. Has there been anything that surprised you or that you didn't expect, um, that comes along with getting a big following on Instagram? Um, I don't know, not really, because you, you sit there and think like, oh, it'd be cool if some of these professional athletes or people will follow you and communicate with you, uh, you know, in, in DMs or, or whatever, and you know, and, and then that, that's happened, and so you kind of maybe come to expect that or hope that, um, but no one really knows who's behind running these pages, right? I mean, it could be a total creep or it could be, you know, a 12-year-old kid, like, who knows, you know, and so to me, it's it's like everyone's got to be careful and balance that out and stuff. And but it's that, that's been something that's been it's always fun and a pleasant surprise when when you have an interaction with that because you know I'm no different than anybody else. Like I look up to a lot of these people, even though some of them are younger than me. Like I I look up to them as athletes, and you know I think it's really cool if they follow my page or they interact with me or they think something's funny. It's like that's cool, you know. So I don't care how big the page ever got that stuff will always continue to surprise me all right so here's a fun little segment and then i got one last question after that so this segment is called what was i thinking and i'm gonna read through one or two memes that i think are easiest to kind of talk about on a podcast because it's mostly text driven and then i'm gonna have you walk us through how you what kind of what was going through your mind when you came up with this meme all right, we're going to try it okay. out and see how you do. So this okay. one is called The Things I Trust More Than My Short Game. Flint, Michigan, tap water, gas station sushi, Bill Cosby bartending, Tiger Woods with my girl, Johnny Miller not bringing up his 63, Michael Vick dog sitting, Patrick Reed barring my Scotty, Tom Brady putting air in my tires, a fart <laughs> when I have diarrhea. That's a good one. 
They'll walk us through it. I mean, you you clearly have a lot of variety. You were trying to hit on a lot of different areas here. Yeah, so I got, I got actually inspired on this one from another uh, meme page, and so I tried to tailor a little bit more of our sport into it. But, yeah, I mean, my thought was just like, all right, everyone has a struggle in golf, and usually it's the short game, right? I mean, a lot of people go out there and rip a drive, and they can't putt to save their life, or they can't hit their wedges and have a terrible sand game. So, you know, it just resonated with me to, to throw the short game thing in there, and then the humor of just all of those things it touched on was just funny where I felt like it could appeal to all different walks of life. And I think you said it yourself in the beginning of this, this podcast is that, you know, you have a couple of buddies that don't really follow golf, but they follow the page. And so that's kind of one of my goals, too, is that you don't have to be one of these people who, you know, just loves golf, diehard golfer and all that stuff to really enjoy the page, you know. And so and for me, like, I'm all for trying to find as much activity and engagement on every post that I do. And so I think the way I captioned that post was, hey, what else would you add to this list? And one thing I love about my followers is that, man, they come up with the best content. Like, I get inspired by them all the time, too. So, like, they'll comment things. And I'm like, man, I wish I would put that in the meme or that, that would have been in my caption because that's just hilarious. And, uh, or I'll screenshot a comment and inspire me for a future post and stuff like that. So, you know, they help out more than they realize, that's for sure. And I got to say, the 10-year challenge, that was might have been my oh, favorite. Yeah. The I got it on my phone right now. The Hunter Mayhan <laughs> trash bag one. I mean, it's just... That one was fun, man. I, I had a lot of fun doing that. I probably could have continued to do it, but I didn't want to, to dry it out too much. So I think I did just like three three segments of it, but that was fun because, you know, there's there's some there that are just like hilarious where they almost look exactly like one another, and then you take some shots at some of the guys that I, I typically do, but altogether that challenge is stupid and it's just like bombarding everybody's feed yeah. so i thought that was kind of fun where it was like all right here's my opportunity to take some shots and add some humor to some fun things but also take a shot at just the challenge itself because i'm sure every one of us at one point you know was tired of going to our instagram feed and seeing someone's 10-year challenge that we just didn't really care to see and so right. i think the humor in it too was just seeing that someone was poking fun at that you know sure. all right last one you're the meme you're the meme master Everyone likes them. Everyone tries to make them. What's the key to a good meme? You're going to leave people with some, some wise words here. Wow, what's the key to a good meme? I'll give a couple nuggets. One is just have, please just have a good quality picture or video. I can't stand memes where you don't even put the thought into having just that good quality, like high-definition picture or video. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I see some that are out there that are just crap. And I'm like, why would you do that, you know? So that's that's definitely one. But just find one that's going to resonate with a broader audience. You know, I think like there's humor in everything that you do, I mean, unless you're just a miserable person. But try to try to think of your audience and just find some humor that can resonate with multiple levels of people. And the content itself will speak, and people will follow. People will, uh, will share it with their friends and, and go from there. But don't don't throw stuff up there that's poor quality, and don't. Don't look desperate for attention or followers because people can see right through it. All right. Well, man, this uh, this was great. Thanks so much for coming on. Everybody out there, if you're not following at PGA Memes, give them a follow. And uh, I can pretty much guarantee you're going to be satisfied or uh, our man here will give you your money back. Hey, man, this was fun. I appreciate you guys having me. And 
you know, being part of the journey. So hopefully some more good memes to come here in this new uh, golf season. For sure, man. Hopefully we'll see you out in L.A. next time you're there. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll hit you up. All right, take care, man.